Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. As of March 2022, our podcast is one year old. I wanted to say a great thank you to all of our listeners for taking this journey with me, and especially to our patrons who believed in my goal to share what light I have to share and create a spiritual community in the hope of helping others through my experiences. In our episodes so far, what I have attempted to make clear is the importance of turning within and working with ourselves to find our own truth and develop our personality by becoming aware of how we tend to function in this world. Developing such capacity for conscious observation of ourselves with kindness and acceptance helps us stay rooted in reality, steady in our truth and values, recognizing the waves of emotion and currents of thought as they arise, to consciously utilize them as we might, instead of being unconsciously swayed by them. We may not always manage, and that's okay. Such capacity for conscious observation, such efforts and willingness to discover and work with ourselves, is the basis of all spiritual development. Spirit is within us all veiled in layers of matter in the wells of experience. To find it is not to look somewhere beyond, but to turn within and transmute what keeps us from experiencing it. In Carl Jung's own words, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. With that in mind, our episodes from now on will deepen our examination of the spiritual realms. What I will share and what I have shared so far is the result of years of research, but most importantly, experience. The outcome of self-examination and endeavors in the spiritual worlds that brought one disillusionment after the other in my efforts to find what is actually there. As we proceed, always keep in mind our roots our basis, the importance of honest self-examination with an inquisitive, accepting, and kind mind. This is our guide on our path to truth, away from what we would rather truth be in scenarios of fantasy. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, the first of our second year, we shall talk about the processes that we go through when our consciousness enters the playground of existence and see what principles underlie such endeavor. Please take a deep breath, relax and enjoy. Throughout the cosmos, we can observe the manifestation of a fundamental law, that of periodicity. 
Creation, existence itself, is characterized by a ceaseless interchange between an outbreath of activity and a subsequent inbreath of rest, a day and night, an ebb and flow. This cyclic motion or rhythm characterizes all aspects of nature and applies both to the visible and invisible worlds. Life itself goes through this cycle of manifestation, springing forth from the absolute to shape the dimensions all the way down to the densest physical world, until time comes for the universe and all it entails to be reabsorbed back into the absolute, waiting to re-emerge in its next evolutionary stage. Each step in a great cycle of existence, of which there are countless, is connected with larger and smaller cycles, collective and personal. The creation of each dimension is a cycle in itself. So is the life of certain species, realms, geological eras, and the manifestation of mankind. And the soul or consciousness goes through them all, evolving through each one and manifests in each era through a species or body that reflects its development. When the physical aspect of our planet is created, that spark of consciousness first appears through the mineral kingdom, assimilating the experience of bare physicality. Then that of the plant kingdom, experiencing basic bodily functions, and that of the animal kingdom that allows for more developed processes. I would like to note here that each such cycle takes millennia to go through, and the consciousnesses of humans in our era would have been animals in long-past geological eras. This concept of a soul going through different realms is one that is not agreed upon by all esoteric schools, especially in Western traditions where most religions have established the belief that the soul of humans is something special, a consciousness that is born only to exist as human, directly incarnating in such a body. It is true that humanity is special, in that it exists in the middle point between matter and spirit, unconsciousness and hyperconsciousness, with the capacity to direct energy and fully manifest the soul on earth. But to say that the soul of humans is something exceptional, born privileged over the soul of other species, removes humanity from that interconnectedness of the all from that one coherent structure of physical and spiritual evolution that rules the cosmos and places man in a solitary space of existence. This principle may also be confusing because of a misunderstanding of what a soul is. When we identify a soul with the personality or the capacities borne by a human body, it may be less easy to conceptualize a consciousness and its experience in a body with less capacities than the human one. A consciousness that inhabits a stone or a tree will of course experience life in what to us seems like an unconscious way. And that is mostly true. For a soul to have a conscious experience in the physical world, it needs a brain that can facilitate such perception. 
to gain such body, the soul needs to train in how to use it. And it does so gradually, beginning with the experience of bare physicality in the mineral kingdom. When a consciousness develops enough to make use of a human body and its complex mechanisms, it may incarnate as a human and continue its journey through many lifetimes and personalities and develop an individuality or the ability to be self-conscious until the time comes when in its introspection man discovers his soul and becomes able to express it through the personality. Each personality, each lifetime, is one small cycle in the journey of the soul through its great cycle of existence. In each one, the consciousness assimilates the experiences it needs to shape its path back to spirit and its true nature. Let us now focus on those principles that lead to incarnation and underlie our journey in existence. Consciousness is born out of the fire of spirit and thereafter throws itself into the dimensions that is the playground of manifestation. When we talk about the soul, we are talking about an intermediary level of consciousness that connects spirit and matter, the monad and the personality. We have expanded on each level on episode 12, Personality, Soul and Spirit but let us go through them in a few words. In the beginning, we have the monad, an individualized part of spirit, our spirit. At this point, the consciousness is in a certain sense still united with the manifestation of the Absolute, still one with the fire of spirit as an individualized spark of light. The monad then expands its reach from the sixth dimension in which it is aware only of its spiritual essence down into the lower levels of experience to reach the physical earth. The physical dimension, together with the emotional and part of the mental dimensions, will collectively form the personality. It is these aspects through which we experience the world and develop to ultimately accommodate and consciously carry out the soul. Now, the soul is a general term we use to describe that part of our consciousness that exists in the dimensions between these two extremes, between the spiritual oneness of the monad and the dense manifestation of the personality. There are of course more specific terms according to the dimension concerned but they fall beyond the scope of this episode and you can learn more about them in episode 18 on the seven dimensions. The soul then, as the manifestation of our individualized spirit, expands itself as well, down into the physical world to manifest as a personality. In doing so, a part of it goes through the lower dimensions and clothes itself with matter from each one. In order to exist, the soul needs a vessel or a body that corresponds to the dimension it wants to experience. The quality of the material the consciousness will pull to itself 
is of the degree reached in its previous incarnation, and therefore its bodies will reflect its development. And so it reaches the physical plane and body, already clothed with matter from all preceding dimensions, that veil it from its true spiritual nature because of their limitations in accommodating it. These veils, or bodies, become the seven layers of our aura, the focal points of which are the chakras in our body. By developing the chakras, we develop the aura and therefore the capacity of them to accommodate and express more aspects of our soul, as we talk extensively in our episodes on the chakras. The consciousness then, restricted in layers of matter, experiences separation and loses sight of itself, and thereby commences its journey back to rediscover itself through innumerable lifetimes to gradually develop the vessels, physical and otherwise, and ultimately become a fully manifested soul. The soul, having passed through the necessary steps in the cosmic and its own evolution, reaches humankind and continues its journey through many lifetimes in order to live in the physical world and through experience become conscious of the entirety that is itself and spirit. Keep in mind that such is the perspective of the soul. All that takes place, all that the soul might go through in its various manifestations are just that, experiences that will facilitate lessons, steps in awareness that can lead the personality to turn within and become aware of the principles and attributes that is its spiritual nature. We are not necessarily concerned then with specific actions or events, pleasant or otherwise. The soul, knowing its own true nature and the illusionary nature of the world of experience, sees the physical plane as a playground with opportunities for growth. It is the personality that is concerned with the pleasantness of the experience or the lack of it, because in the restricted viewpoint of incarnated man, deeply submerged in the state of illusion, assuming the personality to be the real self, perceives the environment, events and experiences to be as real as himself. The soul is beyond that, beyond the perceived suffering of the personality. What the soul wants to accumulate are the principles that can be extrapolated from each experience. Love, acceptance, harmony, truth, and so on. All that is real in the cosmos. And it will set the circumstances in each of our lifetimes to achieve that. The way to do that and the nature of the experience will depend on the stage of its development and the capacities developed in the previous lifetimes that will determine what the personality will need in order to turn within, a gentle nudge or a push. And it will usually start with a mild event and keep escalating until the personality recognizes the repeating patterns and decides to reevaluate its understanding of what is going on. 
So, knowing that the soul is not concerned with pleasantness or not, keep in mind that what some people may perceive as a relatively easy life may be torture for the one experiencing it, while a deeply unpleasant lifetime that sounds like a nightmare for most of us could be handled with ultimate grace, love and kindness by him who lives it. One of the most brilliant examples is the life of psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he discusses his time as a prisoner in concentration camps and how one's state of mind and focus on love, hope and inner freedom helps one endure and develop. I will include a link to it in the books section of our website if you would like to read more on his experience. The soul then chooses to incarnate. Depending on the conditions set by its own previous lifetimes and the experiences it will need to gather next, the soul will search for the right circumstances down on earth. It will look for the time, the environment and peripheral conditions that have the potential to fulfill its needs. But first and foremost, it will have to find the appropriate biological parents. The importance of them lays in the fact that they will provide the material that builds the soul's physical body and it needs to be such that can accommodate the issues, physical or otherwise, that reflect the soul's intention for the current lifetime. Remember that the physical, psychological and spiritual issues are all interconnected through the chakras. The right physical body will give the soul the appropriate vehicle through which it will experience life. When looking for parents, the soul will also evaluate their intentions and all those subconscious promises they make when they find out they are pregnant, if and how they intend to raise and care for the child. It may even inhabit the fetus for a while in order to fully examine whether it is a good fit and if all conditions exist with the potential to give rise to the intended experiences, the soul will return and remain in the fetus. Note that I said potential experiences. Our lifetimes, our future is not set in stone. Human condition necessitates free will, the ability of the personality to do as it pleases. In its lack of awareness of the soul, the personality, by definition, can move away from its highest potential as paved by its own soul. It is the personality's purpose to do so and go through what it may in order to reconnect with its own spirit. Therefore, our lives are not predetermined. There are only tendencies, currents of energy and potential that guide us towards the soul's goal. Whether we follow them or not depends on the personality and the choices we make in our limited perception while in the flesh. But when the soul wants to make sure that certain lessons are taken, at least to a certain degree, it will put in place alternative routes to reach them. And that's when other souls come into play in what is usually referred to 
as sole contracts. Opportunities for growth and development in our world, and especially at the stage of humankind, occur within a social framework. It is through our relations with other people that we gain new experiences, gather knowledge, and develop our understanding of who we are and how we tend to function in the world. One of the most important factors then, that the soul needs to ensure fits its vision of a certain lifetime and can create the framework for the intended outcome is the contact with certain souls that have the capacity to educate the personality and create the necessary interactions for the lesson to be learned. It is those people that play a major role in our development. They can be close friends or relatives that we grow up with and we therefore shape each other, or even a stranger whom we meet once and whose words may give us a profound insight or a gentle nudge towards a new direction in our lives. So, beyond the biological parents who will provide the physical body, the soul, before reincarnating, will come to an understanding with other souls, a mutual agreement to set the circumstances down on earth for their personalities to cross paths and play the necessary roles in each other's life to facilitate development. As mentioned before, the soul will create many ways for the personality to gather the important lessons of a lifetime all within the restrictions of its own karma and evolutionary state. When, in the world of free will, the personality makes such choices that lead it away from meeting a certain incarnated soul that would give the intended lesson, the soul would have already agreed with others to take a similar role in order to ensure the next step in its development. We will expand on this on another episode but know that the role each soul comes to play in the life of another will depend, of course, in the relationships built in previous lifetimes, as well as the capacity of the personality to carry out a good former relation or rise above an unpleasant one. Let us now sum up. When our monad our spirit is born, it springs forth into the playground of existence. It extends downwards in all worlds to experience spirit in all its forms and dimensions, on a path to manifest the entirety of its own spiritual self. The consciousness does this gradually, step by step. It goes through the mineral, plant and animal kingdoms to finally reach humanity the middle point in every cycle of existence. This is where the soul has the opportunity to connect the worlds of matter and spirit and consciously live in both. And it does so by developing the bodies, the personality enough to first become aware of its spiritual nature as well as the spiritual nature of the physical world and the all, and then carry out those potencies while incarnated. Consciousness then, when developed enough, 
leaves mankind as well and begins its journey back to the monad through more cycles of manifestation beyond the physical realm until it becomes a god, a logos, one with the monad, waiting for that time when the cycle of its existence, together with that of its universe, are inhaled back into the absolute consciousness, only to re-emerge with a new explosion of light. Wherever we are in our pilgrimage at the present moment, our journey begins again with every new now, with every new breath. What we do now, how we handle the experiences of this lifetime and transmute the personality, is what will determine our future and the path of the soul. By working on ourselves, the chakras and the corresponding bodies, we bring more and more of the soul's essence into our conscious mind, until the personality and soul can function in harmony with each other and we are able to live on earth as our true spiritual selves. And we work on ourselves by first working on our skill for awareness, the capacity for observation, kindness and acceptance, and thereby by taking care of what we find. So, now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Now, slowly close your eyes and let your mind ponder on the experiences you might have been through during all those former lifetimes. through the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, and the animal. Ponder on all those lessons you have gathered so far. on all those principles already assimilated by your consciousness on your journey from spirit. All the way to humanity and the present lifetime. Contemplate for a while on how you, however you might perceive yourself, your present personality, and the consciousness it holds is the outcome of millennia of reincarnations and experiences. Know that you, the soul, go through a playground of existence and have the right and power to guide your destiny. Take a deep breath, observing the sensations in your body 
bring your awareness to the present moment, to what you find within you and all around you. Allow the perspective of the soul to remain with you as you go on with your daily life. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following, sharing it with like-minded people, or becoming a patron to join our community and enjoy extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you and enjoy your present.